you know, it's not Karachi, it is not East Pakistan, this is not India, this is not Ireland, this is never records, this is never records, this is never records. And certainly me. In the crash. In the booth with never records. Nice. With 13 minutes. Across the ocean, from New York to Liverpool to Derry, we are the ones who believe that through joy we can forever live. You are not listening to Never Records on Blue Gold Radio 99.9 FM. Welcome to episode 32 of Never Records Radio. My name is Ted Reederer, and I'm an artist and musician who lives and works in New York City. From the Mississippi to the River Jordan, I've recorded musicians, poets, historians, K-Town karaoke superstars, anyone who wants to cut a vinyl record for free in my conceptual art project, Never Records. The Never Records archive continues to grow. To this date, there are over 500 recordings from seven cities around the world. For the past several weeks, we've explored some of the many projects I've done between Never Records installations. Whether it's an artist friend or a musician I meet, Never Records is a great excuse to encourage the fellowship of shared performance and recorded sound. We're about to journey to London, where I brought Never Records to the Merge Festival in the fall of 2011. But before we travel there, I thought I'd share one more project that was inspired by Never Records. Let me describe this next recording to you. In 2010, I began a musical collaboration with Philip Jack, critically acclaimed sound artist from Liverpool, which I hope will continue in perpetuity as long as we're friends. We first met at Never Records Liverpool, where he performed with the cellist Hildur Gudnadotter in my makeshift shop on Seal Street. I cut a live recording of Hildur playing an improvisation and handed Phil the record. Still warm to the touch, he placed the vinyl on his turntable and manipulated her music through a myriad of effects. She played along. I recorded it all, and the result was a new way for me of incorporating the vinyl lathe into a live performance. Since that initial experiment, I performed and cut live with Phil in London with a five-piece band, and in New York at Our Lady of Lebanon Cathedral. Today's episode is about a correspondence we began that could be called a musical version of the game Exquisite Corpse. The music we're hearing right now is the very first song I sent Phil just about six years ago. I sent him this instrumental guitar piece that I cut to vinyl. It's a humble guitar minuet, a hopeful little ditty based on two guitar parts locked in a tight counterpoint. A month went by, and then a small package from Liverpool arrived in the mailbox at the top of the cement stairs that my Uncle Alfred built. Inside the package was a CD containing Phil's musical reply. Phil had taken the vinyl I sent him and processed it through a pair of trusty 1960s standalone turntables drenched with reverb, flangers, and envelope filters. His version of my song was unrecognizable. It even seemed transposed to a different key and mode. He had taken my track and transmuted it into something infinitely more subtle, more substantive. It took me several listens to adjust my auditory focus. And then I realized the vastness of the landscape he had created 
from just a few seconds of the music I had given him. The band I was in, called The New You, was once given a critique in which our songs were described as being so fragile they threatened to collapse under their own weight. We saw this as a positive review. That state when gossamer ideas align in perfect symmetry, no more concrete than feathers or eardrums, is the most difficult to achieve. Phil seemed to be able to distill and recast my music with ease. Here is Philip Jack with his musical response to this song.
You are not listening to Never Records. That was Philip Jack's musical reply to a record I sent him. I listened to this piece for weeks. It seemed like anything I could do to it would upset its quietude. I was intimidated by Phil's maturity to allow something so minimal to last for so long without embellishment or flourishes or modulation. Raised on punk and reggae, it was as if Phil was speaking a completely different language than I did. One I could only understand if I made myself forget everything I thought I knew about music. So I did what I do when I get stuck sometimes. I cut a copy of his song onto a black 12-inch vinyl record. And I blasted the record on a plastic turntable in the front room of my apartment. Played the record over and over. And as I became gradually more familiar with its shape, I sang and played along as honestly as I could. These are the notes that came out. If you listen closely, you can hear his track layered underneath the nylon string guitar. Thank you. 
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. That was part three of a musical correspondence between Philip Jack, a Liverpool-based composer, and me. It's part of a long game that we've been playing since 2010. An exquisite corpse with music instead of words or images. It all began with a record I sent him almost six years ago, and it continues to this day. Phil takes the vinyl records I send him and manipulates them with old standalone turntables and digital effects. He sends me his music on CD, and I do my best to craft a response. Here is one final round of our correspondence. A track from Phil and a track from me played back to back.
You are not listening to Never Records Radio. When Phil and I performed for Phil's label, Touch, for their 30th anniversary showcase at Our Lady of Lebanon Cathedral, we got a nice review on the website AudioStream by a writer named Michael Lavornia. He wrote, During the performance, which lasted over an hour, I was mostly transfixed, at first by the physical goings-on and the resulting music, but over time my focus drifted toward pure sound, abstract art. Ted Riederer referred to his collaborations with Jack during his brief introduction as an exquisite corpse, the surrealist game where participants add words or images to other players' words or images on the same piece of folded paper without the benefit of seeing what the other person has written or drawn. The end result is therefore an amalgamation of disparate parts, made whole only due to their existence on the same piece of paper. Last night, we were the paper. Somewhere about three quarters of the way through, when things were pretty much all Jack, a young boy let out a loud and long yawn, which served at once to break the spell I'd fallen under, to reinforce how this listening experience had heightened my listening attention to every sound, and this great yawn folded into the performance along with some creaky footsteps caused by other audience members' comings and goings over the old wooden church floors. The event was well attended. The crowd was varied in terms of age, well tattooed, and extremely well behaved and attentive. This was not easy listening, even though listening is easy. I left Our Lady of Lebanon Cathedral hearing music's determinancy in Brooklyn's every sound. Thank you for listening to Never Records Radio. For more information about Philip Jack, please visit philipjack.com. For more information about Never Records, please visit neverrecords.net. As always, I'd like to offer our heartfelt thanks to the people and performers that make Never Records possible. A special thanks goes to Scott Morfitt and Eli Klott, Blue Gold Radio, for helping put the show together. And to the UW Eau Claire Foundation. You are not listening to Never Records.